0: Everything's coming up to Timberwolves, yeah, yeah, in the zone. Simple dedication to the team when you're in the know Timberwolves, yeah, yeah, in the soul, lifting all the positivity for the wolves to grow. So, where we going from here, man? We listen week to week to get the clearest to clear. Recaps, got that, South cap got that Team ads got that. So tell me what they do not have, huh? How
1: dare
0: you? Question to ask, but I don't mean to go brag. But boy, they got all the stats, and they could go all the way back from KG to Zerbiac. And all I'm saying is that the cast, a one stop shot for my timber. timber wolves, timber wolves. Ain't a thing falling, everything's coming up. Timber wolves, timber wolves falling from the autumn. Ain't nobody gonna stop him. It's the timber wolves, timber wolves. Phonies, you can spot them, they the sheep under their clothes. Timber wolves, timber Talk a lot about them. Y'all don't really, really know. Let's go. Welcome in to another Everything's Coming Up Timberwolves Podcast. My name is Gabe Anderson and I'm joined as always by Chris Emerson. Chris, how we doing?
2: Doing good, man. Rock the vote.
0: Absolutely. Uh, It is election day if you're watching it live on YouTube, so hopefully you got out there and voted. Or continue to uh, go out and vote, because if you're in line at 8 o'clock, they have to let you vote. So make sure to get out there and let you vote. And this week we are joined once again by Doniver. Doniver, how are we doing?
1: How's it going, guys?
0: Doing doing good. Doing good. I wish it was going better for the Wolves, but... And, uh, and that's kind of what uh, I – let's let's just get right into it. So unless you live under a rock, you know the Wolves, not a great start, uh, five and six, although still is a better start than last year. But I, I think the circumstances are a little different. So uh, let's just get to it. Chris, what's wrong with the Wolves? Is it Ant? Is it the front office? Is it Gobert? Is it a mix of everything? Is it cat? Is it Effort? What do you think?
2: Better than the Heat when uh, LeBron showed up there too, mind you. Um, they were what eight and nine, I think. Nine and so, eight, I think. I mean, we're on pace. Yeah. Um, what's the problem? I mean, it's it's um it's attitude. Uh it seems like um I mean and, and I said this earlier. It seemed like guys thought they like we're a great team and we're gonna be a four seed and it's just gonna happen. And um it's and it's not gonna just happen. You know, like there's other teams that are working hard too. Like, you know, this isn't you know, fantasy. This is real life. Um, Real people's egos are involved, and and it gets tricky. It gets sticky when you add an all-NBA player. um, Real egos are involved, you know. Anthony Edwards, one of the problems we have is um, we don't have anybody that has an identity in the league yet. Like, where is cat solidified? He's like, everyone's like, well, he's kind of this, or maybe if he develops into that, he'll be this or like, he doesn't have a, anything solidified. Anthony Edwards still trying to find out where his pecking order is in the league.
1: Mm-hmm. Gobert,
2: maybe the most, he's pretty solidified, but um, you know, D'Angelo Russell, like, what is he? Is he a max guy? Is he not? Is he a bum? Is he a star? Like, what is he? So like we have a lot of guys trying to uh, find their place and it's hard when you got a lot of guys finding their place at once. And to Mm -hmm. me, it shows up most on offense. Um, I saw a lot of we're, we're, we're moving the ball a lot better, but I see a lot of balls swinging around the perimeter and the pass is like eight feet. Like our guy gets it and like quickly shovels it to the next guy next to him. Like he's supposed to, but that guy's like eight feet away. And then he passes it to the guy next to him and it's like another eight foot pass. It's like, what are we doing? Like, we need better spacing. Like it, it seems like they're just going through the motions now and it's not in, it's instinctual. So, I mean, it's just time, give them time. Long story mm-hmm. short.
0: Right. And so Chris, I want to add on to that. And I want you to respond to this. Um, okay. Do you think now I got, I got to ask this question. Do you think that if we held on to guys like uh, energy guys like Vando or Beverly, this would be any different?
2: Well, I'd say our biggest problems um, right now is offensive spacing and um, rebounding, you know. Mm. Right. So here's the guys. I mean, we're top 10 in the league in defense, right about where we were last year. So, I mean, it's not really Doesn't that. You like it, but. Yeah. So, like, we're talking Vanderbilt and Pat Beverly. Which one of those guys is great for offensive spacing? I forget because I don't remember. It's been almost. A year. <laughs> so, none of those guys. Okay. So, which ones are great rebounders? Well, I mean, Vandal's okay. But we also added the NBA's leading rebounder. Yeah. So, like, with rebounding being one of our biggest problems and the new guy we brought in literally leading the NBA in that category, it's hard to say he is at fault with that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. I I don't think it is. I think if anything, it's just attitude, you know, like be willing to share the ball, be willing to not get your shots. Maybe, you know, I don't know, but no, I don't think the, I don't think the trade matters. If anything, you know, give me Malik Beasley because he can shoot and we can't shoot right now.
0: That's true. Yeah. I think what we shot 26 from three, 26% from three against the Knicks, and for and some reason, teams...
2: and he's the guy everybody wanted to get rid of. So like he's the only one that I would say maybe bring back because he might help us right now.
0: And here's the thing with the whole uh, Knicks game, like how often does Julius Randle go off for like eight threes? Like that just that just doesn't one other happen. time. Yeah. <laughs> Like, he like was, that doesn't he, happen, happen, he was no. shooting
1: in the teens in, from three before last night.
0: Yeah. And, and, and part of it's our fault. I think we left him open a little too much, but, but I would say a lot of the time we had a guy on him and he just hit the shot. So I, I, I mean, case of what are you going to do? Uh, yeah. I guess the Knicks there, their big three showed up. Ours didn't as much. I mean, cat played. Okay. Um, Edwards took forever. Sometimes he just takes forever to get going. And then uh, D'Lo, can we even call him part of the big three anymore, Donovan? What do you think? Can you call? Can we? Can we say we have a big three with with D'Lo, Ant, and Cat, or is D'Lo is he playing himself out of that role?
1: He's kind of been playing himself out of that role for the last year and a half. I mean, that half year. Right after we acquired Delo, he was fantastic. Maybe it was just getting rid of Andrew Wiggins where we were all super excited about it. But this has been the player Delo's been his whole career outside of the one Brooklyn year. He's been really hot and cold. He loves to take his transition threes. And I think that really kills the flow of the offense. When he's hitting them, they're fantastic and they completely change the tide of the game. But when he's missing those threes, you are putting the team at a severe disadvantage, mm-hmm. then we have no one back, everybody's running, and then we're giving up wide-open looks and a break. So I would say probably not. Dilo's probably not part of the big three. I'm probably looking to move him, but you're not going to get much for him. Right.
0: Yeah, oh I, some names that I've heard thrown out, maybe like a Terry Rozier, except I don't know why, uh, why Charlotte would – would do that to be completely I would honest. take that I would I would do that instantly Rosier for D'Lo I'd do that in in instant. instance so yeah I I don't know um now I can't yeah that's go ahead. the
2: biggest thing everybody wants to hate D'Lo and say we got to get rid of him which sure okay but like and now tell me the rest of your sentence like mm-hmm. I'm not interested in you saying Oh, he's trouble. We should dump him or we should trade him. He's a bum. Cool story. Tell me who we're going to get. Tell me what player that's going to a playoff basketball team. We're going to get, tell me Mm -hmm. a player. That's going to be the the point guard of what we thought was a four or five seed in the NBA that you're going to get for an expiring contract, making 35 million. So the the money needs to match. That's going to be tough to begin with. And two, you need to have a guy talented enough to be the lead ball handler for a playoff team. And if you don't have a name for that, then I'm really not interested in what you're saying. You know, like complaining without a solution is pointless. Like I tell my 11-year-old son, like, (laughs) I don't want to hear a complaint unless you have some sort of solution that follows it, you know, like – Maybe I don't know. Maybe I need to parent more Rube fans, but like <laughs> get get your get your stuff together.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I would agree. They it's it, yeah, like you said, it's hard to know what we would get for D. Also, it's not like like it's it's the knee-jerk reaction after a loss to say trade everybody, right? Like, I'm pretty sure I, I streamed through some Facebook pages. I probably saw trade cat, trade ant, trade. D'Lo, trade McDaniels, basically everybody on the team. At some, I I saw a trade, uh, a rivers. I saw a trade slow-mo. Like it's the reactionary thing. It's not like teams are making trades right now anyway. Like it's not like they wait till the trade deadline anyway. Because so. they don't Man. even know what
2: they have, just like us. Right. We don't know what we have. Like right. we haven't played McDaniels hardly at all. And then all of a sudden – we play him at point forward, who would have guessed it, the spot that he's best at. And he has a couple of pretty good games, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, you know, then, then it takes into Nas's minutes or it takes into Prince's minutes. Like, right. what are we going to do with all that? Like, we don't even know what we have. We're not even playing with maybe our best player. Rudy Gobert right now isn't playing. And he's, there's an argument that the three-time defensive player of the year, the, I think, five-time or four-time all-NBA center, uh, mm-hmm. Is pretty darn good. We could probably, you know, he could probably help us. So mm-hmm. there's a lot to go, and it's going to be a slow roll maybe for a month or so.
0: Yeah. Uh, Donovan and I, maybe you could comment on this too. It's kind of interesting to see Wolves fans, like, and, and I'm sure it's true, true with like the NFL, where it's like live or die off every game, like immediately after the Rockets game where they come out and look great. I, I, the immediate fans are just like, Oh man, see, this is why we don't need go bear. Like with, this is the whole thing. And then after the, and then after the Knicks game, it's like, Oh, this zero effort, man, it's just, I don't know. It, fans are so up and down. Like it's so, it's so crazy. Donovan, what do you, what do you think?
1: I mean, fans are going to be really fickle. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast right? with that. Uh, I don't know. That I, I like the trade. I think Rudy really helps this team, but it's not a huge surprise that they go out and dust a one and eight Rockets team when they're right. playing the exact same defense that they were phenomenal. Phenomenal might be a strong word, but they played the high, they played the high wall really well last year, and they were terrible in the drop. So of course, when they go back to the high wall. They're going to be good, and they're going to get out on the break, and they're going to look right. electric. I mean, that's essentially the exact same team we had last year was playing together. So, yeah, the chemistry is especially going to be there with, with them. Right. Um, we there, we just can't keep coming out flat to these random Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday games, and they can't rely on the fans to bring the juice. They have to bring the juice. Right. Right.
2: Especially well, it, the fans yeah, that yeah. I've seen, it's been pretty empty. It's yeah, quiet.
1: I, yeah,
0: I think last night's earlier yeah, last night's game, if you're watching live, had about fourteen thousand. That's those. That's like uh, those are the crowds we draw during the uh, during during the bad years. So I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, so
2: Suns coming up next now. man, you yeah, were mentioning the question. Drop- I mean, obviously, I know why Anthony Edwards played bad last night. I mean, we all know that. I mean, the weekend is Popeye's time, you know, fried food time. (laughs) So, I mean, that's obviously what it was, right?
1: Probably. Has to be.
2: Has to be. Now, uh,
0: do you you think that the – like you were talking about the drop coverage. It seems like the drop coverage is really bad with Gobert. Now, it's one thing like with Cat, but Gobert – really sinks back in the lane it feels like like to an extreme amount like can, can that work or in today's NBA like I I, I question that sometime what do you guys think
2: the bucks run it um pretty much every team that's successful run it uh I think well maybe that might not be true but I know the bucks run it I know most teams run it for at least a good portion of time um the sixers run it. Anyone that's got a center that's really making any noise is running it. It's a great system. It's just for some reason we can't do it. Like, I don't – the weirdest thing is our rebounding problem and our problem in the drop. Like, uh, Rudy Gobert is all-world drop defense. Like, you put him on any team, and they'll run the drop, and they'll be a top-10 defensive team. That's just what it's been through history. That's what the Jazz ran – that's what everybody ran and the jazz had terrible defense and they were still like top 10 defensive teams because of Rudy. Um, and rebounding we add, I, I don't understand how we're such a bad rebounding team. When you take either. away um, Vanderbilt, who was okay. He averaged maybe like six rebounds a game, maybe. And then you add the NBA's leading rebounder and our rebounding doesn't go up. Like, I, I know a lot of rebounds are just kind of a BS stat because, like, everybody vacates and there's just a guy standing there that just grabs it. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I always got a little bit annoyed with Kevin Love and Kevin Garnett getting all these praise for rebounds when every single free throw you'll see, like, everybody else vacate and the ball's in the air and there's only one guy standing there for, like, six of those a game. So he's like,
0: right?
2: well, you're kind of getting six, like you made 12 you really got six rebounds the other six everyone just gave you so rebounding is a little weird but team rebounding when you add the nba's leading rebounder should be better and it's not so i don't know what that's about like i'm sick of watching offensive rebounds kicked out to open threes over and over again it's ridiculous
0: well well i mean fans talk like uh, there's been so much made about effort and stuff like that but like I feel like a lot of defensive position or possessions we're getting, we're giving effort and we' we're, we're making them put up top shots, but it's the offensive rebounds that, that just completely blow it up give, give them more time. like imagine guarding a professional NBA player for 24 seconds and then imagine guarding them for like I don't know another thir- another 10 seconds like they're gonna score eventually.
2: And we're giving up tons of buckets to like the other team's D player. Like, yeah, McDermott went for a hundred on us. Um, not saying yeah. that uh, Randall's bad, but he's definitely not a three-point shooter. He had eight. Of no. Um the Suns, Zed Johnson. I mean, he's solid, but he went for like a career high. Like, we've had so many guys that are like their third or fourth wheel go for career highs against us this year. And I don't get that. Like, great, you hold Chris Paul and Devin Booker to nothing. And then some, you know, Johnson, who's okay, goes for 35. Like,
0: come on. Yeah. So some – I want to kind of talk about our bench staff, and I'll go to you, Donovan, in a second. In your mind, Donovan, how good is Jalen Noel? Because I go back and forth on this a lot. Because some games, like that Spurs game where – I, I'm gonna chalk that Spurs game up to just a night where we hit everything because we really did right. hit everything, and that's kind of how it felt with the Houston game as well. It was just a night where we came out and hit everything. But is is Jalen Noel is he good enough to be our spark plug off the bench like our Jordan Clarkson of sorts, or do do you think we need someone else? Now I know we're not paying. A lot to Jalen Noel. So it's he's kind of a bargain, kinda of like Nas Reed. And by the way, we gotta talk about Nas Reed as well. But Donovan, what, what's your opinion on uh Jalen Noel? Like wh- where do you what tier do you think he's in? Like where, where
1: I, you- I think he's a tier lower than Jordan Clarkson. I don't know if he has a six man of the year type outcome in his in what? his future, but I he's a solid guy off the bench to score. And I mean he's Gonna put him up, like there's one thing Jalen Noel loves to do. It's get his own shot. Right. I would
0: I would love to see like just a pickup game with Jalen Noel. He's probably shooting eighty percent of the time because you know there's those guys at the gym that just shoot just chuck it up every single time. Uh, what what do you what do you think, Chris? What what Jalen? What what's your opinion on Jalen right now? I
2: think he's got a great NBA skill. I mean, he can get. His shot, like, I remember early Anthony Edwards, everyone was, like, down on him for shot selection and stuff. And I said, well, it's a huge NBA skill to get up 15 shots. Like, you know, there's a lot of players in the league that if you said, hey, get 15 shots up tonight, they're just not going to be able to do it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not that easy to do, and he has that ability. He can get to the rim almost on anyone. He looks faster this year. Um, on his like quick, like his first step in his like sprint to the hoop looks faster. Um, but he's not that good, you know, yet. Right. I mean, he has it when he's hot, he's unstoppable. The problem is like most players that are young and not very good. Um, they're not hot all the time. Like consistency is what makes somebody an all-star where, the problem is, is, you know, the fan base will lose their mind because he'll go, you know, he'll score 21 points, but make like 70 percent of his shots. Yeah, that's going to happen when you make 70 percent of your shots. But if you miss if you make like 30 percent the next four weeks, that's also added in like they're right. their averages for a reason. And, and he's been like this through his career. He's had stretches where he shot 50 percent from three for like a week or two. And then the very next week or two, he'll shoot like twelve percent. You know, on on. High, I mean, he's just that type of guy. Mm-hmm. I would not pay him anything next year, um, unless something changes dramatically. Because a guy like him that is just a pure scorer—that's all he is. I mean, they're kind of a dime a dozen in the draft. Like, sure. those guys are easy to find. If you can't defend or you can't do something else. I mean, look at Cam Thomas. Everybody was like, oh, what a steal for the Nets in the second round. The guy's a, you know, a microwave score. Yes. But that's it. And he still really hasn't done much of anything. You know, like right. there's guys like that that are gonna be every year, come out every year, and you can get them for six hundred thousand dollars a year, opposed to paying Noel eight to ten. Like mm-hmm. we don't have cap room to to take a dream on a guy that hasn't proven it. Now, right. if the rest of the year he's consistent, yeah, sign him up. We would. I would love to have a consistent guard off the bench. I can, you know, punch you 15, 20 points a night every night. Right. It's just it's not him right now.
0: Right. Now, now, something else I want to talk about is uh. Th- there's been some discussion on, I, particularly on social media, that the offense seems to run better with Jordan McLaughlin more than D'Lo. D'Lo more. Uh, kind of slows it down a little bit. Would you uh, – and we'll start with you, Donovan. Would you favor at least trying it out, having D'Lo come off the bench and j start?
1: I think we're still a little ways away in my mind to do something like that. We still need to really push the envelope on getting our five starters some more chemistry. Like, at the end of the day, we're, we're still five and six, and – a bunch of other years we would be absolutely thrilled that the timberwolves were five and six and i I don't know if we're forgetting that we're coming off of like 25 30 win seasons but around 500 used to be really good for us and i granted i know that we have higher expectations this year but it's going to take a a lot longer than 11 games for this offense to gel especially when you're adding a guy like rudy who let's be honest, isn't a real offensive threat. Like, it's it's going to take some time. I'm in favor of maybe staggering D'Lo a little bit more, like we did when he was struggling last year and have him come in with the bench a little bit more often. It seems like we've been having Ant do that, so Ant can get his own – can get his. But I, I really think we should stick, stick to the plan. I believe in Chris Finch. If he thinks that's the best way, let's run with it for a while. Uh,
0: Chris, what do you think?
2: I'd be interested to see when um, J-Mac is doing so well, um, who else is on the floor with him? I know he does really well with Nas Reid. Um, I know he. Mm-hmm. I know Prince has been shooting about 50% from three, um, one of our only guys that's shooting well, and I know he's in the second unit. So it might not be as much the point guard as the pieces around it. But, um, yeah, J-Mac's awesome. He adds a little energy. Um, he adds a little spark. He adds a little hustle. Um, I'll ask again, do you want him starting a playoff series? You know, maybe not, you know, but right. maybe he's the answer. He's, he's going to have to learn how to defend much bigger players and do it consistent, consistently. Like, it's easy to have that energy and that punch for 12 minutes a game. It's mm-hmm. a lot harder to do it for 32 um, against right. the other team's starters. Most times when J-Max and they're doing damage, he's against the second unit um of the other team so Mm -hmm. i mean it's not exact apples to apples Mm -hmm.
0: yeah and i I think it's it's like a you're trying to figure out if you want your point guard to be a scoring point guard or you just want him to keep the offense moving traditionally the point guard like i don't know uh growing up the point guard was always just a guy to kind of get the offense moving but Uh, the Wolves just got to make that decision. Now, are you guys, and I'll start with you, Chris. Are you worried at all when, uh, it sounds like Gobert is going to be back, right? Uh, Tomorrow night against the Suns. Are you worried at all about Nas's minutes? Uh, Are you worried? Or do you think, like we saw in the last games with Gobert, Nas is going to get some minutes over Gobert? Or, because we saw at the beginning of the season, him completely, uh, completely passed over. But I I know you're a big Nas guy, but what, what do you think?
2: Yeah. um, I don't know. Like, I don't know what we're going to do there. I think we've got probably four capable power forward centers on our roster. And we've got a place to play three of them. Um, So it's either slow-mo isn't playing or it's Nas. You know, I don't like seeing them each get, you know, 11 minutes or like nine minutes each. I don't like seeing that. I'd rather see one get 20 or one get 25 than each get a little taste. Um, I mean, it's a good problem to have, you know, like if, if, if not, if uh cat or, or Gobert goes down, Nas is very important, but, um, you know, what sucks for us. He's in a really kind of a crappy situation where he's in a contract year and he has no way of showing his ability other than in these little flashes. But it seems like he goes out there and he doesn't make any noise and he plays his role. Um, and I love watching him play. I would like to see I, – I wrote this down the other day. Um, the Bucks made a bunch of playoff runs, and they're very strict on minutes for, like, the Freak. know they'll give them like thirty, maybe. Sometimes you'll see them have a huge game, and it's an important game, and you'll play like twenty-eight minutes, and Mm -hmm. they they hold them at that. I I sometimes wonder what it would be like if we held our bigs around less money or less minutes, and gave Nas, you know, twenty. Gave, you know, there's what's forty-eight. There's. You know, there's 48 minutes for the center and 48 for the for the power forward. If we kind of just split it almost four ways and let them just roll full energy, full steam. I wonder what that would do. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yes, to answer your question, I am worried about Nas's minutes. But I think that's just the way it is. It's not always fair. And I think Nas is probably going to leave this team next year and maybe find brighter pastures. Or if- I think so. Or if uh, truthfully, if slow-mo doesn't pick it up, like he had a couple, he had a good game there, but if that's not a consistent thing, good games, I would look to move him. He's on a two-year contract that saves $8 million next year. That money could slip right into Nas's pocket and, you know, we're mm-hmm. we're ready to go. So right. I don't know. I don't like it, but you know, I, I like Nas a lot. I think he adds, I think he adds that Vanderbilt speed and intensity And just kind of ruckus, like he just makes a ruckus out there, like he's sprinting into his picks, he's diving into his his role, he's, you know, batting balls around, you know, he might Mm -hmm. not be getting the stats, but he's kind of in there doing dirty work and just kind of mucking everything up. Uh, I think that's important.
0: Right. Also, he gives some that obviously we don't have with Gobert with the shooting threat from behind the arc yeah. as well. Same I mean, with
2: we don't. And slow mo can't shoot either. He put that one off the back the side of the backboard. is open corner three. Slow, so
0: slow mo can shoot if you give him seven seconds. <laughs> I mean th- that that's that's when he can shoot if, if you give him a little bit. I don't know. I've kind of like what I've seen out of slow mo a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it's it's painful to watch him shoot. Like it is. It's almost like watching. In a different way, it's almost like watching Sean Marion back in the day, but he, with almost like a, a different sense. But um, yeah, so so I, I think we'll wrap it up soon. But uh, uh, so looking forward, let, let's look at the week ahead. Uh, I know we play the uh, we we play. It's a big week for the Wolves because we play the Suns at home. Then literally we are on the road until I mean it's a four game road strand, but um we're on the road until the 21st of november so we got the suns grizzlies cavaliers that's tough right there i mean the Cavs are playing out of their mind right now like they well, it's three of the
2: top probably five teams in the nba
0: right at least in the west or yeah for sure uh magic NBA is the 76ers NBA. um which we don't know if they'll have james harden and you know go uh uh that towns and uh we will always go at it in some capacity. So, Donovan, what are we looking at for out of the Wolves this week?
1: I mean, I believe last time I said I was hoping we could split almost all the way, and I was very much wrong. I just want to see this team play better. I want to see them play together, and I want to see them to start taking steps in the right direction. <laughs> we, we saw it the last two games with Rudy, and they just shot like crap. The shooting percentages are going to come around. Yep. I just want to see the continuity of the offense and the defense, and maybe they can finally learn in a drop coverage you don't need to take four steps down to help on the driving guard to leave your guy that's hit four threes wide open in the corner again. Good
2: point. Yeah. Literally that's... the point of the drop is for you to stay on your man on the wing. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Uh, Chris, what are you looking for on the Wolves this week?
2: I think I mentioned last time I wanted just ball movement. I wanted passing. I didn't even care wins and losses. And I thought that um, – I thought the Suns game, we moved the ball great. And I think that in the Bucks game, we moved the ball great. And I was happy. I mean, we lost both those games, but we were close. And we we gave them a battle. Um, I really liked in the Suns game how Anthony Edwards got hot in a couple of threes and was like, yeah, like all in it. And then right back down one of their guys hit a three right back. And it's like, Oh yeah, game's not over, buddy. Same with cat cat had a couple moments where he like took over hitting some huge shots and was all in himself. And they came right back and put one right back in your mouth. And I think those are the kind of learning experiences we got to have. Like this is a, this is a full game, 48 minutes. Um, yeah, move the ball, but make it natural. Like, like Finch said, you know, we're having a lot of turnovers because guys are, like, hesitantly passing. I've seen a lot of balls getting swung to the shooter and the shooter's picking it up from his knees or picking it up from behind him and trying to bring it around for the shot. And, like, that's that's not going to work, you know. Get mm-hmm. it in the shooting pocket. Swing the ball naturally. Anticipate the pass before it happens. Like, we just need to play professional basketball, and we haven't been doing it.
0: Right, for sure. Well, this is the Everything's Coming Up Timberwolves podcast. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Spotify so you never miss an episode. And as always, go Wolves.